Welcome. You are listening to the Vibrant Family Podcast of FCBC Walnut. We aim to bring our church's disciple-making vision to life by connecting church as family and family as church. Thank you for joining us. Hi, everyone. This is Katie Lee, Children's Director at FCBC Walnut. And with me is Pastor Taryn Shea, our family pastor. You know, PT, today let's talk about the most talked about topic for the last couple of days, uh, the elections. Uh, well, I don't know what to say about that, really. I really don't know what to say about that. What are some of your thoughts? It's been crazy. It's just been crazy from all the things that you were hearing leading up to even last night. So today's the day after election day. All of the pundits, all of like the diagrams, all of like the votes coming in and nothing turning out the way that you thought it was going to all of the movements to one direction and then to the other, it's been nuts, totally crazy. And even now, as of this recording, we don't know who's gonna be president yet. So there's definitely still a lot going on. Although that's not unexpected. You know, we knew that this was not going to end in one night's vote count. So, you know, we can only, as we always say, we can only trust in King Jesus to be in control. And that reminds me of, uh, one of the kids that I, 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 one of the parents who told me their child said, you know, if Jesus could be president, everything would be okay. And we're just kind of thinking like children, PT. We think oh, if, if the right person was in office would be okay, but that's not true. We, Jesus is already the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So it doesn't matter who the president. So, you know, out of the mouth of babes, you know, I thought we're just thinking like children. We think a person in that office would make everything okay. No, we definitely believe in someone so much greater than that. And so it's so cool that you brought that up because I've been kind of thinking a lot too, you know, with all of this turmoil, with all this uncertainty, do we have something more to hold on to as followers of Jesus than just hoping for a candidate to win or a party to rule or a group of leaders to make laws? Do we have more to hope for than that? And I think we do. Yeah, I mean, our identity, first of all, is not being an American or whatever. <laughs> all right. Our, our, for, our first identity is in Christ. And we act out of that. We don't, we don't think about being American first. We think about being our identity in Christ first. How does that work out? I mean, how does that take us into post-election? Well, I think that's the question that all of us has to be confronted with because so much of what has been very divisive has been people kind of pitting one another against a, a, a superficial type of identity, whether it's your ethnicity, whether it's your gender. And it's not that those things aren't important because God made us those things, but it's that we make them the main thing. And then we then either say people agree with us and you know we cheer them on, or we then point fingers at people who disagree with us and then we call them names and we assume the worst about their motives and we judge them uh, like there's no tomorrow, even though that's the last thing we want to happen to us. And so what you mentioned about that Christian identity, that needs to be first and foremost for sure. And, um, you know, when I think about our Christian identity, our identity are servants. And post-election to me is how we're going to serve our community. You know, no matter where you stood, we still live in the same house. We still live in the same community. We still have our neighbors around us. How can we live out that identity as servants in our community? You know, I know many of the parents 
you serve in your schools, you know, you serve in the PTA and you still continue to do so. Those are ways that you can make a difference. Uh, continue to serve in your school, serve in your community, serve in the, um, um, uh, some of you are involved in the, the, the city governments, you know, those are ways to serve. It's so important for us to be more aware of what is going on around us too. A lot of times, you know, we expect policies or laws to take care of the, the primary needs and burdens uh, of our lives. But that's not always the case if the church is supposed to be salt and light and we are put in our communities in our neighborhoods and our workplaces to actually be able to be a blessing and a source of ministry and help to others. So now's a really great time, regardless of which party wins for us to think, hey, how can we, how can FCBC Walnut, how can my household be a blessing to those that live around us? Yeah, and I think that those are good conversations to have in your home, you know, no matter who wins. And maybe you've been in contention with your children and having different views. And now it doesn't matter after the storm's over. And then you settle in and say, hey, let's live our identity in Christ. How are we going to serve our neighbors? You know, so much of this is how we're going to channel maybe the, the frustration and anxiety or even the excitement uh, and joy or whatever it is that the heights of all the extremes of all the feelings that we have, how are we going to channel it towards disciple making in our homes and also in the church. So that's totally true. Um, for me, you know, I, I've been trying to, to find moments to, to raise this as a topic along the way, you know, with my kids or even just to talk about it with Regina, you know, what do you think about this? Or why should we consider that priority? Or why should we vote this way? And instead of just kind of getting all riled up about it or getting frustrated, every single occasion an idea is an opportunity for us to actually engage with other people and to be able to learn as well. You know what, PT, I think would be good for our church is that we um, don't just talk about this kind of worldview and politics every four years. Is there a way that we can teach, teach um, sort of biblical worldview, biblical politics, whatever you might call it, that we understand or build um, to grow in this area and not just like, oh, the three months before election, we're going to talk about this. And then, you know, know. you don't have enough information. Yeah, there's like so many ideas to grasp that if it's like a tyranny of the urgent and you have all these politicians and all these ads and all these pundits telling you to vote this, think that, do this. Um, it's just way too fast. You, you don't catch any of it. It's like hearing it going one ear and out the other. And so we do, going into 2021, want to have an opportunity for us to be able to, to learn together. And this is something that pastoral staff is working on, a, a worldview series, a, a way to think biblically through key ideas in politics, key ideas in sexuality and family and marriage, uh, all of these ideas that are cornerstone for us. And it's actually the time in which not only Unicoi is going to be doing this, but also we want to tie in our other fellowships and maybe even uh, other Sunday ministries or Sunday school to be able to address this too. So we're working on this and there'll be more information to come on that. But it's actually during this time of calm, relatively speaking, post-election, even if you like or don't like whoever's in power, that you could actually then build a deeper foundation. And these ideas could be engaged and remembered and articulated and understood so that the next time there is an election, you're already basing your decision-making on a very solid database of biblical and practical ideas that then helps you to think, make decisions, and be able to vote your conscience. I, I think that's a great idea, Katie. 
you know, I'm glad that we will move forward in that helping our people to grow in that way. And I'm kind of glad that elections this year kind of pushed us in that direction. Yeah. Otherwise, we become complacent and we think, oh, yeah, everybody's fine, you know. But this has pushed us to say these are areas that we need to study to how to think biblically. And uh, it's kind of like what Hanley says, not right or left or, you know, but it's biblically gospel focused. And it's not just not just for elections either. Well, there's the mid midterm election too. You know, in two years you got you know different various elections, but not just in the area of politics. Um, all kinds of decisions that we make. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, a big part of vibrant family is to talk about how church and family comes together. So I think now is really the time, especially within our church, being an intergenerational church family. This is a great opportunity for us to engage and listen to each other. And instead of feeling defensive or argumentative, because the election is over, we could actually talk to someone that's older or younger than us and see if we're able to exercise our minds and be able to hold on to our Christian identity and then be able to deal with difficult ideas. Even if you agree or disagree, now's the time in which when you're not pressured to have to deal with a vote, that you can actually grow. And what I've always found is when you engage with someone in that deep and sincere manner, both people benefit. You will both reap the benefit of being able to sharpen one another, to encourage one another, to listen to one another, and agree to disagree if needed is actually sincere instead of something that you're supposed to say when you're on opposite sides of the fence. Mm -hmm. And you know, we can disagree with our political views. But you know, in our church, what I'm really excited about PT is the unity in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that I'm excited about because we see that in the ordinance of baptism that we've yeah. seen on Sunday. So I'm, I, I think that picture is just, it's just a, such a juxtaposed against the disunity of the world. But here we have baptism. Tell us about baptism. I love the fact that we are doing baptisms. So when we recorded our last episode, there were baptisms to come. And so then now we're one Sunday's baptisms down, but then this coming Sunday, we're having another series of baptisms. One will be a young adult and one will be a youth. And we get to come together as a church family intergenerationally just to celebrate the work of Christ in their lives. Their stories are not anywhere the same, but yet the gospel that they're clinging to is the same and it brings unity to all of us. So if there's really any reason for which I've just been excited about regathering and reopening, it's to be able to see occasions like this come to life. You know, you could listen to a good sermon online, but you could not replace seeing and being a part of a baptism in person. And so I'm so excited if you've not returned and gathered uh, with us and only if you feel comfortable, if you don't feel like, you know, this is a good idea yet, Totally understandable, no worries. But if you're looking for a first Sunday to come back and worship with us in outdoor worship service, register today. The email should have gone out. Register today. This Sunday, we're baptizing two people, and it's going to be a wonderful joy to be able to see that happen in person, to be reminded of who we are in Christ, and to be tied together into an eternal future in which Christ is King, and we will live that out and see that with our eyes eventually because of what he has done for us and the faith that we declare. Yeah, and it's a beautiful reminder of the gift of salvation that we've received. And sometimes, you know, PT, because I've been a Christian for several decades, 
I do kind of uh, forget that first love, right? Or mm. Maybe not love, that might be a little too strong, but I do um, kind of, that excitement is not yeah. When I see a baptism, that gets me excited that, wow, you know, um, let's, let's, let's continue to work of disciple making. We want to see more baptisms. We want yes. more people to know Christ. And yes. that spurs me on to be reminded of our mission um to be disciple makers yeah. and go outside of four walls yeah yeah so please come join us uh and as always um let us know what you're thinking about some of these ideas that we talk about this is our 30th episode and so we've kind of come a long way i know who's counting right 30 uh, but you know jesus came out into public ministry and he was 30 so who knows <laughs> what god's gonna do with a vibrant family but please leave a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know how we can pray for you and the things that you're excited by too. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.